plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Hello, everyone. This is Cynthia Bryan, and you're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We are coming to you live on the Voice America Network, and we're brought to the airwaves under the species of Be the Star You Are charity. We have a very fascinating show for you today. In segment one, we're going to go into the garden because I am the goddess gardener, and we're going to talk about roses and everything else that is happening here in uh, late spring. In segment two, we will be talking with the author of Girl's Guide to Aging with Grit and Gusto. It is a a memoir with six interviews by Linda Benjamin, who is a therapist, really about growing older and, and, and how to handle it. And then in segment three, speaking about growing older, if your goal is to live to 100 or beyond, as mine is, and assuming you have quality of life, of course, and are healthy, um, longevity can offer so many bonus years of experiences and fun. And I am going to tell you what you can start doing today to become a centenarian. So that should be really great because we can even take some years off of our um, our total years right now by doing the right thing. Now, the Miracle Moment brought to you by Be The Star You Are charity. Be The Star You Are, you can visit at bethestarur.org, is from Napoleon Bonaparte. And it is, what is history but a fable agreed upon? And I think looking at our government and political situation today, I think we can agree. What is history but a fable agreed upon? (laughs) I actually, I was a history major, as I've said before, and uh, that is one thing. I call it his story because instead of history, because it is just whatever the person wrote down, that's that's what ends up being on the record until you start diving deeper and then maybe you can find out what maybe a partial truth is. So... Richard Sheridan had this great quote that says, won't you come into my garden? I would like my roses to see you. And that's what I always tell people that if, you know, of course, it's been the pandemic, so I haven't been having people over. But um, when I do invite friends or family, I will say to them, won't you come over? My garden would like to meet you and my animals would like to be introduced to you. (laughs) So but if you ask any gardener, who grows a multitude of roses, of roses, what they think of that particular species, you're probably going to get an answer that sounds seriously starstruck. I am such a dedicated devotee of roses. They consistently amaze me with their resilience, their beauty, and their bountiful blooms. 
It wasn't until the end of February this past year that I actually completed my really heavy pruning, which is I cut my all my rose bushes down to about 18 inches. But by the end of April, the roses had sprouted. Some of them are already six feet tall. They have all new shoots and they are already in full bloom. And this past week, the flowers are even larger and more plentiful. So depending on the variety, each flesh lasts approximately three to four weeks from bud to deadheading. And if you want to see some photos of my um, roses, you can go to the Voice America Press Pass and um, you can see what I've written about roses. Or, of course, you can go to my website, CynthiaBryan.com. Now, over the years, I have created multiple rose rooms that continue to delight me. And they delight me like every day of the year. I mean, if I, if I didn't prune them back heavily, they would probably continue to bloom. Not as full, not as lush, and maybe not as healthily. But I think they would be, you know, 365 days a year. So if you have not added roses to your landscape, please put them on your bucket list to plant next year. It's a little late now. It's a little too hot. But next, uh, you can start late January or right through probably April. Once established, they don't require much water. And here in California, we are on a, a water rationing. And with a bit of TLC, you too can enjoy seasons of splendor. I mean, literally, spring, summer, fall, and winter. And to keep your roses bug-free, what I do is I add a few cloves of garlic around the base of each trunk. Granted, I am Italian. I add garlic to everything. It keeps the vampires away, but it also keeps these nasty bugs away from my plants. Another thing, that little trick that I do is I mix a cup of alfalfa pellets and I just buy the alfalfa pellets that you would feed a rabbit, and I mix them into the soil in March, and that increases the nitrogen, and it gives the roses greener leaves. Now, entertaining in the summer garden is probably my favorite manner to gather friends and family for alfresco dining, conversation, and laughter. There is always so much to celebrate, and June is just around the corner. We're going to have the end of school. Many schools are out this week. Then there's graduation and many schools are graduating this week or they did this past weekend. We have Father's Day's birthday, showers, weddings. You know, it's this this time of the year is really a celebration time. So it is time to spruce up your yard in anticipation of the summer to come. And because of the pandemic for the past Well, I would say three years because it was the summer before and now it's summer again. Uh, I have spent countless hours working in the garden uh, and yet I haven't entertained anybody, no friends, no family. But the garden is thriving with all of my diligence and I have been reaping the health benefits of my efforts in my body, mind and spirit. And this past week, I harvest a most gorgeous, gorgeous cauliflower. And it made me so excited because I have never been able to harvest a cauliflower before. And now I have several. Um, The leaves of spring bulbs, as well as the naked lady bulbs that will bloom later in summer, they should all probably be very dry like hay right now. 
and it does make the garden look messy because it just it looks like there's just stuff everywhere. Now, I have pulled multiple garbage uh, bins of them and I put them in the compost pile or I bring them up to the barnyard because because they're just like, hey, they actually make wonderful bedding for the animals and the animals don't want to eat it, but they like to sleep on it. The pigs like dig underneath it and it's lightweight um, and it's airy. So they really where they really like it. And the weeds, they just still keep on coming. I have lost count of how many garbage canfuls and buckets that I've brought up to the animals. Again, the good news is it is completely recycled. They eat the weeds, they poop out, you know, the remnants, that that all gets mixed in compost, it all goes back in the garden, and that way I have a very organic, healthy garden. Now, butterflies are plentiful right now as they flutter from flower to flower. What I have in my garden are swallowtails. They're in abundance. And there are also several different white and yellow flyers that I haven't identified. I did plant milkweed to attract the monarchs, but I haven't seen that come to fruition yet. So... uh, Also, just remember that the bees are out buzzing right now. And if you have a swimming pool, you know, and you're rescuing bees, butterflies, ladybugs, lizards, uh, salamanders, all those things that go into the pool, just remember that the bees sometimes will come back in and sting you. And um, I'm not saying not to rescue them because I'm saying, yes, definitely rescue them, but put them someplace further away so they don't just plop back in the pool and land on your back. Now, if you do get stung by a bee, remove the stinger immediately and then make a paste of baking soda mixed with water and add vinegar. It doesn't matter if it's white vinegar or red vinegar, wine vinegar, whatever. Apply it to the sting and it will immediately ease the pain and the swelling. Now, if you are allergic to bees or you are stung by a swarm, call 911 immediately because you could go into anaphylactic shock and um, bees kill more people you know, than rattlesnakes every year. Now, there are lots of lizards, frogs, birds, bees, butterflies, Everything's in my garden, and they're all vigorously growing and feeding the beneficials, which is fantastic. Now, if you have lawns, which I really love a green lawn. I like a lawn, especially in the summer. I like to, you know, be able to do cartwheels and somersaults and have picnics and, you know, watch the kids have their fun, fly a kite, whatever. Just know that as the temperatures heat up, brown spots are going to appear. It is over 100 right today where I am and I can look out on my lawn and it already looks completely dry, (laughs) which is not good. Our water district has mandated a 10% water use reduction district-wide, so we can all expect our lawns will not look as lush and lovely as they might have even a week ago. And there are going to be very big financial penalties if you go over the, your allotment. So we have to be very, um, very strategic. I have buckets and teapots under in my sink and in my shower. So no drop of water is wasted. Those buckets of water and the teapots that I have f- that fill up whatever I'm, you know, washing dishes or whatever, 
they go and they water my plants outside and my indoor plants and any container plants. So, um, you know, if you are watering, make sure, well, hopefully you are watering a little at least. You want to water deeply early in the morning or early in the evening and only do it once a week to keep the roots alive. And then if you are having a lawn, you want to mow the grass to three inches. And if possible, I really encourage you not using a bag when mowing because all that cut grass re-nourishes the lawn and it helps it stay greener longer. And from what I've gathered from numerous scientific data, the pandemic isn't over. And in fact, new variants may be making life more challenging by the fall. But in the meantime, I'm just going to be diligent and careful while I continue cutting my roses for glorious indoor bouquets to boost my spirits because I am an eternal optimist and I always see the world through rose-colored glasses. And I want to congratulate all the graduates everywhere, but I also want you to go into your garden, introduce yourself to the roses, and just know that life is coming up roses. And there are a few uh, notes that I want to give you for gardening in June. If you are in Northern California or areas where it is this kind of Mediterranean climate, you want to learn, to, and, and some of these tips are good for any climate, learn to identify uh, the insects and diseases to better detect problems early. You want to encourage natural enemies such as toads, lizards, snakes, birds, ladybugs, and praying mantis to take residence in your garden. So you do not have to use insecticides, pesticides, or any kind of chemicals. Uh, when you are planting a vegetable garden, herb garden, make sure you rotate your crops. You do not want to deplete the, sto uh, the soil because if you do, that just builds up pests. You can make your own potting mix by combining equal parts of compost with soil. Now, beware of the deadly plant, the poison hemlock. Uh, you can identify it by its red spots, and you want to wear gloves and a mask when weeding. I've talked about poison hemlock before, but it's really worth a warning because I see it growing everywhere, and it's so pretty when it blooms, and it looks like carrots, although, you know, tall carrot plants, but it's roots like a carrot. So it could be very, um, you know, enticing to take a bite, but please don't. It would be deadly. Now, uh, harvest your seeds of perennials like penstemon, calendula, and poppies, and then you can spread them in other areas where color is needed. And some of them will come back this year and others will be flourishing this time next year. Succession planting is the key to a plentiful supply of summer greens, including lettuces, arugula, beets, carrots, and radishes. So sow your favorite seeds, you know, every three weeks, just as you are consuming them, and then you will just have a continual, a continual batch of these veggies. Now, you want to prevent any fires by removing debris, dead branches, and refuse from around your home and yard. And if you are backed up to open space or you have a lot of weeds or tall grass growing, you want to cut it down to no taller than three inches within 100 feet of your property and further if possible. I'm in the process now 
of cutting all of mine. And I mean, it really is a lot of work. It takes a lot of time, but it does prevent fires. And we know what's going on in New Mexico and California and Arizona, uh, uh, Washington and Oregon always seem to have uh, terrible fires. So weed a final time before the hot weather is truly here, although I think it's here already, because the weeds are sucking moisture and nutrients from nearby plants, and that means you're going to have to water more. Uh, it's time to clean your patio furniture, so freshen your outdoor look with paint, new cushions, or throw pillows, or if you're like me, you can actually make new cushions or new throw pillows. I'm in the process now of kind of making slip covers for some of my lounge chair that, you know, that just look a little tacky. Cut bouquets of roses to enhance your indoor rooms. And if you want a perennial that blooms year round, think about planting the Santa Barbara daisy. It's so easy to grow and it lives in unison with roses. And one good way to deter the raccoons from rolling back your lawn searching for grubs is you could put down some fruit tree netting. They don't like it on their feet. They don't like getting caught in it. And this is like an optimum time for grubs. And finally, I just want to tell everyone, please make your voice heard and vote in the elections. Your vote does matter. It does count. And whatever your preference, just vote. Well, you're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. When we come back from break, my guest, Linda Benjamin, will talk to us about her first book, Girl's Guide to Aging with Grit and Gusto. Stay with me. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. And join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com You can express yourself. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show. Well, hello, I'm back. I'm still Cynthia Bryan, and you're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, where we're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. So my guest for today is Linda Benjamin. She is a therapist. And she has written Girl's Guide to Aging with Grit and Gusto. And she starts off by saying, what's a girl to do if she's dumped by her husband in her 60s? So what she ended up doing is writing a book about about what happened, about her journey. And she collected six interviews from people that she found were role models and inspiration to her. Welcome, Linda, to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Oh, thank you, Cynthia. It's so good to be here. Oh, well, uh, thank yes. you for thank, thank you. you for coming on. <laughs> so we are going mm-hmm. to talk about your journey and uh, your inspiration for writing this book because it starts off obviously where you talk about how you know being in a relationship was always incredibly important to you, but you left your first mm-hmm. husband because you really didn't feel cherished or loved enough. Tell us about that and, you know, what transpired from there? Well, there wasn't any fighting. It wasn't like that. It was just, you know, we married very young. We didn't really know each other. And um, that was my current partner sneezing in the background. But, um, we'll talk I, about I your current like... partner, too. <laughs> Later. Um, but uh, I couldn't I mean, I just, I couldn't stay. I knew right from the beginning that it was not a good match for me. And, um, you know, I, it, it wasn't that there was arguing. It wasn't that there was anything violent going on or like that, which in a way made it harder to, to end it. And it was really my idea to end it. But, um, but I think it was best all around. And we had two kids by that time, and they were teenagers. So I just felt that my, my parents had a happier situation. So I saw a happier situation, and um, I thought I could have that too. And if if I stayed in this marriage, I wasn't going to have it. So I had to take my chances. I had to take a risk. And I decided not that I didn't want to be married, but I didn't want to be married to the person I was married to. Mm-hmm. No, because you like being married. You want to be married. In fact, you felt, uh, when I read your book, Girl's Guide to Aging with Grit and Gusto, it seemed that you felt kind of alone and out in the wilderness when you didn't have a male counterpart. It, did I get that right? I think you did. I mean, that's <laughs> me, though. I know everybody's different. And right. there are some people who are just perfectly fine and some of my uh, interviewees are that way. They either became widows or never married and or found someone late in life, and they're just fine with the way they are. Um, I am not advising them for everyone. I just knew that for me, I really wanted a partner, and I wanted a partner that cherished me and loved me and that I could love back and 
you know, we had something in common. And uh, so that was my first marriage. (laughs) Then I had a second marriage. Right. Um, Should I go on? Yes, please, because that's what your book is about. And I think it's important because you really talk about, I mean, can we find love after 60, after 70? I mean, you know, you you never, nobody intends, I mean, we all want to grow older, but we none of us intend losing our looks, our body, our charm, any of that, you know, but yeah, it happens. So yes, please go on. And we grow older and. You know, we have different values and uh, different needs, I think, as we grow older. And um, most of the time. And I feel like, uh, for me, I was alone for about, I mean, I was married the first time for close to 20 years. And then um, I was alone for about, I'd say, seven years. And then I was married a second time for 12 years. I mean, I'm 75 now, so... So that makes sense. But um, I I did, uh, I, you know, found someone who was right for me at that time. And I think our job was to sort of launch my children. Um, my younger son sort of was looking to find himself. And my then husband was a doctor. And it, the husband that I mentioned in the book, who I call Noel, Noel had said, um, I think we, you know, I think he should be a doctor. And I said, don't give my son a nervous breakdown. You know, he sure. had ADD in school. Don't drive him crazy. And he said, no, I really think if he finds what he loves, he's going to do it. And sure enough, he did. Mm. And um, I feel like when that was over, when we did launch my two sons, it's like we were kind of over. We did our job or what we were meant for. And um, he uh, became more detached. And I felt that. And we did go to counseling, and I'm a counselor. I do right. marriage counseling, couples counseling. But um, I I never got a feeling that he didn't want to be in the marriage. But later, I began to feel that he didn't want to be in the marriage, but he didn't want to tell me. And so um, I felt like um, I didn't want to be in a situation where I wasn't wanted. And I'd rather be alone and be in that situation. So at 62, I left and um, I started a journey, which is what the book really starts with, is my journey of just um, finding myself. And first I I knew I had to find uh, a job in health insurance. And, um, And then, you know, I had to, I also had to be around a community of friends. That was very important. And then um, I, I, I was interested in finding a mate, but that wasn't my first goal. I mean, it's kind of more practical than that. Um, and in fact, when I met Ron, my partner now, I, I, I think both of us were sort of through. We were through with, Online dating, we're through with, although many people have good luck on online dating, and people my age, too. And I was 69 when I met Ron. Well, I'm telling you the whole book. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's okay. I mean, I, I think that's mind. important to to tell, because then you, I, you're going to get to your cycle babble and stuff, too. I want to ask you about that. So go ahead. Keep going. Okay. Uh, sure. I, I met Ron when I was 
69, and I was just about to publish an article in the Chicago Women's Magazine on, of all things, setting limits with your children. My children would have a big laugh over this. But, um, right, you're, you yeah, said that in the book that because you were not good at setting limits. <laughs> no, no exactly. I mean, do we write? So, do we write what we are, or do we teach and write what we need to learn? Maybe so, huh? So true. Absolutely, I think the whole book is what I needed to hear. I yes, I, and I think that about models. therapists a lot too. I think so many therapists and psychologists and psychiatrists. They they have issues uh, and trauma themselves that they actually need to Absolutely. talk about, right? So that they can learn for themselves yeah. and then help their patients. Absolutely. I think that's absolutely true. I yeah. think that one is a better therapist if you've gone through a few things in life. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so when I met Ron, I was 69, and I, I'd just given up on it. I said, you know what? I have my kids. I have my work. I'm happy. This is good. I have my friends. This isn't enough. And um, so then I went to a photographer to get my picture taken, who was Ron, who was a commercial photographer in Chicago. Um, and uh, and I, you have to, I you should to, say before, if I can interrupt, because I just want to say sure. that you were told you needed a professional ph- uh, photo. That's right. To a, that's I needed right. to say I, that. I, Right, I read the book. You uh, so, said it. Yeah, you needed a professional photo, and you asked uh, someone who had professional photos, and she had gone to Ron for years. Correct? Yes. Yes. Correct. And so you and go to Ron. And I thought, oh, I can, I can get something out of my my phone. And, right. And right. they said, no, you need a professional photo. So um, I called my friend, who's in my book, Elaine Fowley, and I'll tell you more about her in a bit. Um, and I remembered she had a very cute picture of herself. Um, and I uh, asked her, and she said, oh, Ron Gould, he's a commercial photographer, and I use him for everything. And so um, Ron Gould Studios. And so I called Ron, and I went in. And it turns out we had lived only five blocks from one another, gone to the same grammar and high school, and I would never met because I'm four years older than he is. So, um, but it was um, immediately a connect. It was serendipitous. As soon as we met. Yeah. Well, I thought the funny part was was is that you were there like all day, you know, from morning till (laughs) four o'clock. And and you finally said to him something to the point of, um, how long do these shoots usually take? He goes, 20 minutes, 30 tops. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Right. That's so right. you knew something I, was I going on. Such and... a perfectionist. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then you got hungry. <laughs> so, so that, yeah. so I think that's a great story because it, it's like, you know, you weren't looking and sometimes we find what we need when we are not looking. That's exactly it. I think for both of us, he was perfectly fine with being alone. He'd been alone for a while, and he was divorced also. And he had been alone. He had two grown daughters. I had two grown sons. And, um, you know, both of us grew up in the same town, went to the same schools, as I said. And um, but, but we missed each other because as I was graduating, he was coming into high school since he's four years younger than I am. So we... Our paths never crossed, though we were both on the school paper, and we never met. 
because I was out of school when he was in. And um, anyway, so we ended up talking and, and just laughing for like four and a half hours or whatever it was. And um, uh, he was uh, he was funny and I mean, he took pictures of me laughing and dancing. And I said to him, oh, you know, don't you dance? Because he said, stand still, I can't take your picture. And I said, well, don't you dance? And he said, Ron Gould does not dance. And I said, do you slow dance? And he said, sure. And he had music on in the background. So we slow danced to that music, which was the first time I've ever made a first move. That was a wow. first Wow, well... That was very courageous. So is that something, you know, talking about your book, Girl's Guide to Aging with Grit and Gusto, that we, that had a lot of gusto to it. Is that something that you recommend to to uh, the girls who are aging or to anybody who's aging, make the first move? Why not? I think, what do you have to lose? You yeah. That's, yep. that's, how, that's how I felt. Yeah, and well, and you probably weren't even thinking be... about it so much. It just was like no, no, you were having I fun. Think. I just, yeah, I just said, well, don't you dance? And you said, no, I don't dance. How about slow dancing? Yeah. Yes, and so I put out my arms and we slow danced. And he said he would have asked me out anyway. But um, so then we came to the part of I'm supposed to pay him. So I'm writing out a check. And I said, what do I owe you? And he said, that depends. Here I am, 69. I should be. Flattered, I said, depends on what. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Just out of habit. Just out of habit, I said that. Should have been flattered. But um, uh, he said, depends on whether I can bring over these photographs when I take you out to dinner next week, anytime you say, any place you say. And um, so we went out to dinner, and that was it. I and mean, the rest of history. So natural from then on. And see, isn't that wonderful? Because isn't that the best way a relationship could be? Well, you moved a around quite a bit, you know, because you were moving I from, did. yeah. times. Oh, I, I just can't even get over it. I don't know how you, you did it. But why don't we um, get to some of the interviews that you did? How did you okay. choose them? And tell us about some of these ladies and what you think their grit and gusto is. Well, Elaine Soloway, um, her children uh, brought you Transparent on Amazon, right. the show Transparent. They wrote and directed that. And her strengths are in taking risks and being optimistic. She advises never complain. Don't complain. Maybe your best friend or your therapist, but not, you know, in general. Right. Be a whiner, in other words. Be creative. And she also says, get a dog. Because if you get a dog, you're going to get outside, you're going to meet other people with dogs, and you're going to get some exercise. And uh, when I asked her about her religion, Elaine answers, social justice. And she started a What White Women Need to Know About Black Women group. And two book clubs for black authors and Jewish women authors. And um, those are still running, those two groups, on Zoom. If anybody's interested, they can just contact Elaine Zalloway in Chicago. And then uh, Eleanor Tolpin, who is coming up on her 100th birthday. Eleanor stresses independence. She was widowed in her 60s. She did not, of course, expect it. It was very sudden rush and had a heart attack. 
and uh, she never wanted to marry again. And she stresses independence throughout life for women, especially financial independence. Um, she and her husband traveled widely. And, you know, having been a widow for like over 30 years, I guess, what would that be? I'm not so good with figures, but it's certainly over 30 years. And she's watched her health, eating healthily and exercising, and her joys in life are in her family and friends. And she plays bridge, and she has, up until very recently, driven. And um, I think she stopped recently, but just in the neighborhood. And It's amazing, um, isn't it? Yeah. That's definitely great. She had a, a lot of, you know, function. Um, and Renee Garrick is a therapist and a hypnotherapist. And she's an extremely loving person. Whenever anyone where I was, I was trained at the hypnotherapy wellness training program uh, to do hypnotherapy with my client. Whenever anybody had a problem, they would go to Renee. She's like an angel. And she's just also very spiritual, meditating and doing various practices that help her connect with the divine. And Renee stresses the spiritual and community connections for us all. And then Barbara Lee, uh, Barbara stresses humor. She became partially paraplegic in her 40s in a car accident. But she never let that get in her way. And when I visited her home in Milwaukee, filled with colorful artwork and, uh, you know, and souvenirs from her travels and masks, she stresses humor. And she mm. met her boyfriend in church when she ran over his foot with her wheelchair. So <laughs> I don't think that was on purpose. I, I yeah, think I it think it's purpose. great. Humor, you know, <laughs> humor can conquer all. <laughs> yes. And she's just a doll. And then Mary Pender Green, when she retired from the world's largest voluntary organization in New York, Jewish Board of Family and Children's Services, she was asked to write a book by um, Oxford Press, a book on creative mentorship and career-building strategies, how to build your virtual personal board of directors. She started her coaching business at that point and wrote her book. And Mary says she stresses balance, even in her coaching. She asks her clients what they do in their downtime. Because oftentimes she feels like people are too, they're so focused on their work that they don't think about having a personal having life fun. or hobbies yeah. or projects, right, that they're passionate about. And then Mary Miller, Mary appears throughout the book, as she's been a dear friend of mine. And she transitioned. She's the one you day. lied to, right? Yes, she is the one <laughs> I lied to. All right. I told her I was taking my medication when I wasn't. You know, and I did something that I always tell clients not to do, which is go off their medication without the help of their therapist, their psychiatrist. And um, I just thought, oh, I feel good. I think I'll, I'll go off my, I'm cured. I'll go off my, you know, medication. Yeah, people anyway, do that. She transitioned, or some would say died. I mean, but uh, Renee Garrett uses the term transition um, shortly after the book was published. And I, interviewed her because she overcame a grief tsunami and came to love the little things in life that aren't so little. I mean, she stresses allowing in one's life. And some of us become so busy that we don't allow ourselves to enjoy everything around us. And she was once the principal of St. Robert's School in Milwaukee. And she was retired and an avid gardener and cook. And she just enjoyed everything. 
And when she would come and visit, I mean, Ron considered her a friend too. Ron and I live together now. And when, um, you know, when she would come to visit us, I mean, Ron enjoyed it as much as I did because Mary was just always a delight to be around. So, and I, it wasn't that I picked each of these women because they had different things that I noticed. Um, I just picked them because each of them had a certain spirit that um, I admired. Well, and, and they also see. illustrate what you're trying to say with your book. And unfortunately, Linda, we are out of time, so I want to give out oh, your information. Okay. I know, I know. I, I can tell that we could talk. So the book is called Girl's Guide to Aging with Grit and Gusto by Linda Benjamin. You can find her. Her website is epiphanyinmy60s.blogspot.com. She's also on Facebook, Linda Benjamin 773. And you can also find her on Twitter at Growing in, in Grays. Is that right? Growing in Grays. Growing in my gray, Growing in Grays, right. Growing in great. Um, so, Linda, thank you so much for coming on um, Star you, Style. Cynthia. And I hope so that you fun. continue being happy and enjoying life and that this is a successful book for you. Thank you so much, Cynthia. Thanks, it Cynthia. is my pleasure. So you're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We will be right back and we're going to talk about living to a hundred. Don't go away. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. So here are some tips to beat the seasonal stress. Calm your frayed nerves with these simple tips. Manage your expectations. Be realistic about what a successful day or experience looks like. Awaken your inner child. Kids focus on playing games and interacting with family and friends. They live in the moment and they participate in activities with joy. Follow their lead. Create some calm in your life. Practice distress tolerance skills. These skills trick the brain into keeping panic and frustration from escalating. And when you start to stress, start humming. Any tune will do. Humming causes a vibration in the throat which triggers the vagus nerve to send that chill-out signal. Send boundaries. Don't be bullied. Obligations can stretch you too thin. Learn to say no. No is a complete sentence. It doesn't need an explanation. Give yourself permission to pause before blurting out yes. And also prepare yourself to hear no more often. And build your emotional vocabulary. If you're feeling angry, use language that reflects degrees such as annoyed, irritated, aggravated. By choosing your words carefully that match the intensity you are feeling, you will gain control of the part of your brain creating the angry feeling. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan.com. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. 
help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. org. Dare to care. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. So do you want to live past 100? I know everyone who listens to this show who's heard me before, I say I'm going to live to 108. I don't know why that's the number, but that's the number. 27% of men want to live longer than a century, according to an Axios poll. And an additional 47% of people say their answer would depend on the quality of life. And of course, that's what we all want, right? We don't want to live longer if we can't spend those extra years doing what we love and in good health. Now, right now, the average man lives 75.1 years. That is up from 70.9 in 1982. So that's a, you know, a good thing to celebrate. But um, men do continue to lag behind women. Women are living to 80. And so what can we all do as a community, you know, to live longer? Now, longevity experts reveal what it takes to extend and enhance our life. And that means defending against a host of nasty diseases, safeguarding our memory, fortifying our strength. And if we kind of follow some of their advice, we're going to live stronger, longer lives. And everyone knows that cardio exercise is crucial for overall health. But the secret to staying strong and vital for life isn't just in walking, running, biking, swimming, or other forms of aerobic fitness. It's also in our muscles. There was a 2021 review of 16 studies around the world where researchers found that just 30 to 60 minutes a week of muscle strengthening or resistance exercise increased our life expectancy 10 to 17%. Now, that's quite a bit. Now, what counts as a muscle strengthening? Well, lifting weights, of course, but it could also be yoga, Pilates, calisthenics, carrying the groceries, carrying a kid, gardening. Now, eating protein in the proper amounts at the proper time is also crucial for preserving muscle. Now, we need at least 25 grams of protein at every meal for women, and for men, it should be 30. And that seems to stimulate protein synthesis, which is the process for building and maintaining muscles. And then studies actually show that when people get in their 60s, combining this style of eating known as protein timing with resistance exercise, their bodies respond as if they're in their 20s. So who wouldn't like that? Why? Right? So we will also want to keep our brain healthy. 
And we can reduce our risk of future weight gain by keeping our muscles healthy. So what are some of the things that we really need to know, some essential steps to a longer life? How well you age isn't just about luck and it's not just about having good genes. Living longer and staying stronger, agile, wise, and on top of things while you're at it is actually about developing strategies, which you probably know everything I'm going to tell you. But as we know with anything that's motivational, we need to hear it at least seven times. So if I haven't said it seven times, I'm saying it now, or maybe this is the 20th time, but we still need to hear it. You have to eat good foods. You want to get rid of the junk food. No judgment, but the average American diet is full of red meat and processed foods with very few fruits and vegetables. So most of us are getting as much as 57% of a day's calories from processed foods, maybe even ultra-processed foods. And that includes packaged cookies, cakes, soft drinks, cold cuts, hot dogs, instant soups, you know, chicken nuggets, other reconstituted things. Now, processing generally increases the shelf life of foods, but it decreases the shelf life of humans. So if we can change our diet to increase longevity um, by eating healthily, like adding just one serving a week of nuts and fatty fish and a serving every day of fruits and vegetables, we can turn back our body age by 2.5 years. So think about the Mediterranean diet, you know, that the way the Mediterraneans eat is a really good way. The second thing that's so important is to quit smoking. Smoking is an insult to every single organ and system in your body. It is the leading cause of preventable death in the U.S. So when you quit and relieve your body of the particles you inhale with every drag, along with all the nicotine and 7,000 other chemicals cigarettes deliver to you, the life-lengthening benefits, they actually kick in quickly, like really quickly, like your risk of heart attack goes down within 24 hours. Now, if you've smoked a pack a day for the past 10 years, you're 5.6 years older than your chronological age. But quitting could give you those three years of time back within 12 months. And the actual cumulative benefit of quitting smoking is 6.9 years. Now, if you have already if you've never smoked, then you're already ahead of the game and you're at least 3.3 years younger than your chronological age. Yes, that makes me happy because I've never smoked, so I'm a little bit younger. Now, the another, other thing is you have to stretch. You got to move, you got to lift, and as I said, you got to get those muscles going. Even a modest amount of exercise can extend your lifespan. If you sit at your desk, get around by the car, or you use all the conveniences that would take you fewer than 4,000 steps a day, you are, you are not doing well. You have to do something. Just walk for 20 minutes can add a full year to your life. And basic stretches, especially like for the legs, can scrub age from your arteries by making them less stiff, and it could reduce your risk of a heart attack. So try doing just like five minutes of stretching six days a week. And uh, you can like hold on to a chair and do toe touches. You could do child pose, um, you know, and if you need a, a deeper dive, obviously there's other things you can do, but the benefits 
are at least 2.8 years that you will add to your lifespan. And gosh, that is always a really, really good thing to know. Also, um, you know, blood pressure. Watch your blood pressure. If you can get your blood pressure from a borderline of 140 over 90 to an average of 135 over 85, you'll make your body 3.5 years younger. And you can have a drink and enjoy it, but it's got to be a small drink and it's only one. And that gives you a benefit of 3.5 years. Having a little bit might actually be good for you, but just remember a drink is considered 12 ounces of regular beer, five ounces of wine, or one and a half ounces of spirit. Not too much. And the last step is to call a friend, call your mom, call family, talk to some people you love, and, you know, just de-stress because being connected is really critical. So I hope that we'll all be blowing out candles together at 108. Well, thank you so much for being such great listeners, being here with me every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, right here on the Voice America Network. You can change your life, you can make your dreams come true, and you can get empowered. For more information about Star Style Productions or about me, Cynthia Bryan, visit CynthiaBryan.com. To learn more about getting involved in Be The Star You Are charity or even making a donation, which we would love, Go to be the star you are.org, be the star you are.org. And until next week, when we celebrate once again, remember that love always wins, smiles will keep us happy, and kindness will always prevail. I am Cynthia Bryan for Star Style. I thank you and encourage you to be the star you are, be your unapologetically authentic self, and Celebrate Memorial Day. Have a happy Memorial Day, a safe Memorial Day, and take care of yourself. Dream, create, inspire, make a difference, and be here next week with me, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, on the Empowerment Channel at Voice America. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.